So spend a little time just grounding in meditation, grounding ourselves, coming here, and then we'll take the uh, refuges and precepts. So there are many terms and skills and applications that can be uh, clustered under the this word meditation, but um, you know, we start with the establishment of sati, mindfulness, and this is uh, very usefully rendered as uh, establishing frames of reference. Tanisaro's um, rendition uh, it's, a, it's a useful uh, way of expressing it, frame of reference. So it's not the picture, it's, it's just the frame. And uh, the fundamental frame for this is uh, the frame of the body and framing up, what it takes to frame up. It means uh, we, out of the diversity of what can be coming forth, coming up in consciousness, arising in our minds, we select those elements that remind us that of, the, of our experience of body. What qualities, what textures, what themes signify body to us? Uh, and you might do this in a number of ways. One is to just almost half visualize. It's just the perception of body. We We've seen ourselves, we've seen other bodies moving around, we recognize as a trunk, uh, spine, shoulders, hands, legs, you know, you get kind of like a, a memory of that. Uh, is that all there? And so the aim of, of establishing a frame is when you establish one set of, of, uh, of uh, data in the mind, then you, by that alone, you begin to dispel other and so there's a sense of just refining and clarifying this experience of body we have a background notion of that it has its uses has its limitations get the sense of frame shoulder tips the knees seat the buttocks where you're sitting on the ground spine back head How's that all lined up? How does that feel? Frame must be steady, must be simple and clear, otherwise it doesn't really serve its purpose. And we're using, say, perception and then sensations. The fundamental sensations of... How do you know you have tops of your shoulders, fingertips, arms, head, back, tail, seat, scan around. point the mind to it, get the mind to name it, bring it to mind. Pitaka, 
establishing sati by bringing to mind such simple phenomena are they are they felt and putting aside the other diversities particularly associated uh, future past impressions of oneself history and so forth is acknowledging and taking leave not just dumping it saying yes but not now we get the frame established first and then we'll see what can arise within that frame that's uh, pertinent and manageable Somewhat richer than that, that impression of the body is the impression of the body which is summarized in terms of elements, the experience of earth, that is a sense of um, that, which, that which stabilizes or is able to hold ground. Earth element, the, that which can carry weight that which can receive pressure and remain firm you may experience this as texture texture of body property of the bo- of body mm. this is one of the elements there are several the quality the property of or element or property datu Mm. means it's not really a place it's a texture which uh, certain parts of the body seem to carry more of it say we feel perhaps more earthed lower down in the body in the boniness in that which receives most of the pressure the pelvis shoulders yeah but is it overall, all of the body really has some earthiness to it? Can you sense that? Mm. You know, how do you know it's not just an idea, not just a theory of body? There's some texture there. Very obvious. And also something we don't normally give any attention to. So you can sort of overlook it, but very important to have that. And A property is a property of 
air, which is that which exerts pressure. Most um, obviously it's, it's, we say, pressure, but it's the swelling and subsiding that occurs along with breathing in and breathing out is the most uh, easy so easy uh, place to discern this. It pushes, it swells the body, pushes the belly open, swells the chest. There's a slight rising through the chest. And there's even subtler energetic effects of a certain flushing in the face, the eyes. So if something is within the body gently pushing, suffusing this texture. Air moving. Breathing is great because it's rhythmic and that rhythmic quality has got a calming effect because here it is again and it... uh, it's rhythmic movement. So the warmth, coolness, coldness, warmth, heat. Just imagine doing a scan, a heat scan of the thermal scan of this experience of body. You know, we know it's a body because it's not an idea. Ideas, it's it's a... It's got a certain warming. It's the more bundled, covered areas of the body feel warmer, palms the hands. Just detecting that. The adhesive quality. Associated with energy and vitality in that uh, gets things going. We light up. Water element, that which covers everything, binds everything together, the overall cohesiveness of the body, which can be um, broken up. Often people experience their bodies as fragments. Uh, But recognizing actually there's no clear line between the hand and the wrist and the wrist and the elbow and the elbow and the upper arm they everything actually they are seamlessly connected everything flows together so just detecting textures of this experience of embodiment And how how it how they harmonize. Perhaps as we arrive, as we land, literally landing. Yeah. Maybe the first thing to 
distinguish and bring attention to is just this earth, earth grounding. So most clearly where the body is contacting the ground, the physical earth, that sense of a zone of, of pressure of contact under the legs, thighs, tail. And as you focus on that, that sensation, you recognize actually really there's no body here. There's just that sensation, isn't there? there it's you know is that the floor or is it your legs or what is it it's a sensation which has got this grounding quality to it Dipping the mind, dipping attention, plunging attention into that and discarding flickerings of thought and uh, rushing out and spinning round into this sense of simple ground and the safety of that. So recognize that uh, from that there's the rising up, sense of the trunk, the torso, rising out of that through the, up the spine, a very important um, aspect of the earth element is the spinal axis at which the mountain, the tree, connected to the ground, the mountain, or the tree, this sense of a central column rising, and from that groundedness giving support to the overall structure of the body.
in this way these two frames combine as we sense the the, the um, texture the earth texture and also the the sense the perception of this how we see our bodies so you begin to feel that impression of having a chest and back shoulders mm, with this quality of earth which is much more clearly felt If you can, uh, you know, work with that, just uh, using the spine, the spine as a tree or an axis that can carry or transmit the weight of your skull, your shoulders, transmit that down into the ground so that the earth, the ground beneath you holds the entirety of the form. It's not separate. And this enables us to almost rest in that earth. <clears throat> the, using the our ability to frame and, and acknowledge textures and then get, so then we can, as it becomes established, as a felt reality, that something in us can also rest on that. Mm. It's a very restful place.
using the air sign, the breath, the breathing, because it moves, it's moving and it's supple. Something that will, if you just align your attention to that. You're breathing out when that's occurring. The sense of drawing your drawing your attention down, downward current, breathing out, emptying down through the belly. Mm-hmm. The point of out breath completing. As if for that point we touch ground, and then from the ground, the arising of the in breath. Something starts to push and swell in the lower belly and you feel the expanding movement, the tide rising from the lower body, expanding, rising through the chest and even flushing the skin. play of these textures, how the the air pushes against the earth, dives, it pushes down into the ground, the earth in a way the ground holds it and then it releases it and then the the air element, the breath element pushes gently distending the abdomen, the chest. Mm. and from that those two elements working against each other comes warming the fire element Mm. flow of vitality something attractive pleasing
linking it up, the water element, the cohesive. So there's a sense of uh, the connecting, the linking, the binding together of these phenomena. Mm. Our ability to track this seamless process of air and earth and fire, warmth, solidity, mm. flexing movement, playing together, and stay, stay, you know, to stay with that, staying in touch with that, being moved by that. And as we deepen our sensitivity, becomes like the sensitivity of a lake where even the slightest touch causes a resonance ripple. And we move. We feel emotionally assured, affected, pleased, comforted. Any of that. Here we are. So when you 
hear the sound of the bell, let the sound arise, move through, and it's a signal just to loosen, to let things, let the form dissolve. And what remains, do a little bit of exercise, and then we pause, and how is that? Now, it's this evening, yeah, it doesn't have to be anything, really. It's just, just that sense of, uh-huh, you're not necessarily doing all the time. You also check in, you know, how is that? Uh, shifts, changes, or energy's moving, feeling really sleepy, feeling whatever's happening. Now, because this, this evening is really about um, just trying to etch in or li- line up some of the structure. Naturally, we have the precept structure, which we'll uh, go into, determine the precept structure, and also some of the, you know, behavioral reminders about retreats, which are, you know, you're probably aware of, but it's good to bear in mind, to bring to mind, you know, tendency, particularly we are a group now, we are forming a group, and that has great strengths to it, group can just give one that sense of, here we are together, just helps to carry a little bit further than we would perhaps do on our own, and uh, helps to uh, develop a sense of sharing and compassion, empathy, mm. get less bound up in ourselves. And of course, it presents challenges because uh, you probably don't live with 50 people most of the time. Uh, sometimes one person is a handful. You know, it's a blessing, and there's also the negotiations around, you know, how we share space. So when you've got 50, yeah, you know, it brings up, um, it's kind of quite quite a bit of um, uh, mental, emotional stuff to come to terms with, to acknowledge. So we establish the basic um, structures, the precept structure, and also it's just the reminders of how how we coordinate and you know recognize just the fact of look of being in a group brings up quite a bit of material, the comparisons and the criticisms, the territorial disputes my seat, my walking path, my space, you know, mm. things, comparisons, she eats so much, he eats so slowly, mm. he always puts his shoes in the wrong place, yeah. um, these kind of things. Yeah. All quite, you know, very normal 
and the signs of the, the mind is just kind of trying to find its place in 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 this and uh, recognizing that any one of us is probably a source both of inspiration and frustration at any any moment And who are these other people? Isn't it just those responses and senses and interests and apprehensions? Isn't it just that on-rolling process? And if it clears, something beautiful can happen. Something really beautiful. Now let's take the eight precepts. If you the form of that requesting the eight precepts, so if you look on page seventy-five, I think it is. Seventy-four. Go through seventy-five. Namo tasa bhagavato rahato samma sambuddhasa Namo tasa bhagavato rahato samma sambuddhasa Namo tasa bhagavato rahato samma sambuddhasa Buddhang saranang gachami Dhammang saranang gachami Sanghang saranang gachami Dutiyampi buddhang saranang gachami 
Dutiyam pidamam saranam gachami Dutiyam pisangam saranam gachami Dutiyam pisangam saranam gachami Tatiyam pi dhammang saranam gachami Tatiyam pi sangam saranam gachami Tatiyam Do the precepts in Bali and also in English. Bana tipata, veramane sikapatang samadhyami. And to take the precept to refrain from taking the life of any living creature. Adinna dana veramane sikapadang samadhyami I undertake the precept to refrain from taking that which is not given A Brahmacharya Veramane Sikapadang Samadhyami And to take the precept to refrain from any kind of sexual activity Motsa vada veramane sikapadang samadhyami And to take the precept to refrain from false and harmful speech Sura miraya majjapamatatana veramane sikapadang samadhyami And to take the precept to refrain from consuming intoxicating drink and drugs which lead to carelessness. I take the precept to refrain from consuming intoxicating drink and drugs which lead to carelessness. <coughs> and to take the precept 
to refrain from eating at inappropriate times. Nachigita Vatita Visukata Sana Malaganda Vilipana Dharana Mandana Vibusana Tana Veramane Sikapadang Samadhyami Now to take the precept to refrain from entertainment, beautification and adornment. Ucchāsāyana mahāsāyana vairamanesikāpadāṁ samādhyāmi Undertake the precept to refrain from lying on a higher luxurious sleeping place. This is another frame of reference, a reference frame, uh, behavioral frame. And here we have some kind of outlines. Yeah. And rather as with uh, the body, we can carry these outlines as, uh, you know, they're, they're clear th- theories, in a way they're ideas, in a, in a way they are. Um, and naturally with anything on the idea level one can become uh, dogmatic or fundamentalist or whatever because it's an idea mm. we look into the textures just so you look into the texture of the body texture of the precepts is of uh, deep respect for uh, impact how we impact others how things impact ourselves how um, you know, we're letting the chitta be quite uh, more, perhaps more uh, bare and sensitive. Uh, less, it's a renunciation experience. Retreats are, they are renunciation experiences. We are lessening uh, what we're doing. We're lessening the amount of stuff we're carrying. 
listening at our outgoing activities and reducing, peeling off quite a bit of of stuff as a, as an experiment. As a well, let's see what this does, you know. And um, there's a kind of cleansing effect that can come from that. It also takes one perhaps more closely to the nerve endings of the mind. It's it's more open to that. That's the the idea of it. So this is not just about establishing uh, some kind of dogmatic uh, covering, you know, of I am being virtuous or I am righteous now, you know, which is... (laughs) which is contradictory to the whole point of it. It's as, it's as effacement rather than uh, righteousness. And the modesty and respect uh, are the textures of, of the precepts. The, the heart feeling of it, the heart mood of it. And uh, to dwell in that heart mood, certainly these are these eight reference points you know are supportive of that but of course the heart mood is much more seamless and ongoing and if you get that heart mood and you enjoy it and you benefit from it then that's one of the treasures that one can carry you know even you're just keeping the five precepts still you know you use the precept form to to catalyze this quality of heart called hiri otapa, which means a sense of sensitivity to negatively impacting others, you know, to also negatively impacting oneself through carelessness, through just grabbing hold of stuff, um, going out into stuff fiddling around with stuff <laughs> that, you know, is just not not doing, not very useful. Even including speech uh, and even thought, actually. Uh, how we can just babble away and, uh, you know, it's, it's all right, but it's not really going anywhere particularly useful. Mm-hmm. As a useful, I don't mean to be too functional, but there can be light speech, humorous speech, which is just gladdening and friendly and that's fine. It doesn't have to be just intense, serious discussions, but um, the sense of speech that is gentle, lovely, goes to the heart, whether it's light, um, you know, humorous, but it's, it still has a sense of we're in that, we're with that, and we are offering that. Remember, you know, we enter each other's presence, don't we? You know, we enter each other's presence. That's that's really when you consider it. You know, that's <laughs> what are you putting? What are we put into each other? You know, uh, and just sensing that 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 this, as people as humans, we we can do this. We can permeate each other with qualities that actually stay there and frankly recognize some of it's not been very pleasant and there's all sorts of damage and scars and bashed bruised pieces from when people impacted and and entered you in a not very respectful way or not not clear way uh, and yeah we all 
it's, it's glaringly obvious, isn't it, where that that happens. And sometimes actually kind of accidentally, just through being people careless and saying the wrong thing at the wrong time. So we're conscious of this, how how we do, we cannot help but but in some ways penetrate and enter each other. You know? And so you bear this in mind as the truth. We actually don't have boundaries. The mind does not have boundaries. It's boundless. But therefore it needs to be held very carefully because it is you know, we, we create certain boundaries in order to heal damage, to clarify, to purify. It's like you're putting it in a particular safe place where it can settle and calm, purify. And, and you know, the boundaries of behavior allow the chitta, the heart-mind, to, to open, to steady and, and feel its own beauty. And see that in others also. Chitta is also not contained in some person. It's transpersonal. And certainly when there is the, the, the beauty of, of skillful relationship, even if it's one skillful word that's heard and spoken and received, then, ah, there's that moment of, we're together. Yeah? That moment of, we're together. And, yeah, that's, that's rich, isn't it? And we can do this, and we do do it. Uh, but also we are not necessarily that conscious and clear about that. Uh, so sometimes we enter each other in less skillful ways. So chitta really doesn't, chitta heart-mind does not have, it's measureless, it's, bound, it's boundless. It's really bound up in karma, in habitual activities. It gets bound up in that, but it's certainly not contained inside some person. Otherwise we would not be able to understand each other. There'd be no way of transmitting, transmission would there. There'd be no way in which the movement of your heart would ever touch anybody else. If it's all totally bound in this, but it does. And that's beautiful, and it's also risky. So we take the chance. Just well, let's put the whole thing on hold. Yeah, let's put the whole thing on hold. Park it for a while. How we interact, and just start to okay, maximize the quality of heart. The, the yeah, through this respect, you know. I cannot help but enter your presence. I want to actually, you know, clean up before. <laughs> Make sure that, you know, as best one can. And, uh, and then when you, when you sense that, and when you notice that, then the increased safety and the increased ability when we feel safe, we can take some of our armor off, some of our self-obsession comes off, and we feel light and open. This is the treasure 
of the precepts when you experience not just as rules but as actual living texture heart texture mm. qualities of intentionality mm. our intentions our qualities of attitude mm. qualities of mutuality to others as to myself honouring the property of chitta in its boundlessness this is truly a, a beautiful cultivation so clearly these precepts are fairly easy to understand yeah, we really need to look into that too clearly but there's the sense of the the harmlessness, the beauty of that. Nothing need fear me. No creature need fear me. Mm. Well, take that. Isn't that lovely? Mm. No creature need concern themselves about my appropriation of their possessions, whatever. Mm. Yeah. Developing that, refraining at this time from even sexual ac- activity with whatever that can carry. But just at this moment, so we just put that on hold yeah, to check how we are using that particular energy or if we want to use it at all. Speech is putting that on hold. Yeah. Just recognizing how conditioned both the languages, we've learnt languages. We're using English. That language carries all kinds of things, (laughs) meanings and nuances. And of course, there's the basic language, there's a sub-language of humor, of nuance, of persuasion, of inclination, of, you know, and superiority, inferiority, you know, there's all sorts of nuances in that we use linguistically, verbally. And sometimes it just, just rolls out automatically without even really recognizing how that could land, how that could be, how that, the effect that could have. So putting that on hold, listening. And naturally this takes us into the thought faculty, the thought experience, the the, way that we we generate thought. And you can even meditate on that, bring your attention to how thought is framed. Most often it just comes running out, almost like just a, was that loose energy just run, running out and doing any old thing. And one of our trainings is just to cultivate carefully lifting a thought, placing it in a second or two, lifting a thought, may I be well. May I be well. Take the thought, may you be well. May my father, my mother, 
be well. May they be free from pain. May conflict cease between us. Taking a thought, lifting it carefully, so it's placed in the heart, it's not just running out. It's carefully held. So you get the meaning of it. The real meaning of it. Touching the heart with a thought. And, you know, do this repeatedly. No. Yeah. It's like holding a deep conversation. And one of the fundamental qualities of any conversation has to be a good amount of silence in order to listen. So as we cultivate, often we find we just use less and less thought, touch with the thought and listen. Did that land in the right place? What's the effect of that? How is that? Where did it come from? Recognizing the karmic potency of our thinking minds to create a world. So clearly we're refraining from false and harmful speech, but also highlighting the potency of our verbalizations, whether internal, external, what's necessary. And naturally when we meditate there's often a whole kind of spools of thought running through. And you begin to check some of these narratives and tape loops. Where's that? How true is that? What's that about? You always you never you can't <laughs> It's often this jittering uncertainty of a mind, a heart that just needs some comforting, some assurance. You're okay. Don't get lost in that one. Just the heart is, is shaky. So with this we are really listening into the unspoken meanings behind our, the unspoken messages behind our thoughts. Sometimes the message just saying, please, I need. Sometimes it's saying thank you. Mm. So the sense of, even with our crazy thoughts, a sense of respect, not to be critical, just slam it shut, but what is really what is really meant in here, what's happening here, behind this. Respect, modesty, 
kindness. Another tremendous uh, texture of the preset vehicle. It's gentle, it's kindly. Refraining from intoxication, from things that just cloud, spin out, take us away from the point. And of course, uh, tremendous um, inclination for human beings. You know, clearly the you know to get away from the edge. If it's particularly when the edge is very painful or sore. And uh, there's a certain courage in the preset vehicle. The courage to be vulnerable, to be open, to feel one's uncertainties and discomforts. Courage. It's another texture there. To not run away, to not bury, to not, you know, turn away, to not cloud. This is the chance for that, and uh, rare, you know, it says so you know they've been fighting the war on drugs has been going on for years and we know who won the war on drugs <laughs> but <laughs> because you know you can't you can't stop drugging if people are hurt <laughs> You know, you're always trying to fix the the uh, symptoms rather than look into the causes, and that's the problem of most legal systems. They just deal with symptoms and try and don't really deal with fundamental causes. Why do we want to, you know, space out, get whacked, divert? Because it's uncomfortable in here. <laughs> yeah. And so part of the preset vehicle is, is that sense of strength to, and courage to, to refrain, and that can only be backed up if we're feeding, nourishing these, uh, the sore, the restless, the bleak pieces, the bleak qualities of chitta. These are the really important ones. You know, the, the five, the, the sexual restraint, if or refraining from, or in normal life, just just being more prudent, careful, and, and uh, respectful, mm-hmm. non-abuse. And then here we say, okay, for meditation retreat, let's uh, simplify everything in terms of, uh, you know, uh, less thing f- limiting food input I mean although this can be strange and obviously people have medical issues that can sometimes make this seem irrelevant and it is it can be irrelevant you've got medical issues but uh, otherwise it's it's a, a great way to learn to live lightly to leave you know, everything we consume has to come from somewhere else, doesn't it? Whether it's food or any kind of material thing, 
there's only one place that comes from. We can't create that. It comes from the earth. How much can we ask the earth to just keep giving and giving and giving and giving and giving? Wouldn't it be great if we could say a little less, a little less is good? Just as that that modesty of of uh, of, uh, of consuming, and you can look at it food, but perhaps in a more broader sense, just looking at consuming, and uh, uh, you know, what do we really need? Dormance, beautification, uh, putting that aside. It's because of the uh, surfaces are not not important really in 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 our in this cultivation. Surfaces are really not important. They they can be distracting. This is a chance to just to let it let the surface just be a, what it is. You know, you don't uh, just let it sag. <laughs> Where, it's not, it's not, there's no issue, there's no, de- you know, there's no stuff to strut, you don't have to strut anything, <laughs> it's <just> strutless. <laughs> and that's a kind of relief, really, you know, because kind of surfaces we know are really, you know, they're for other people or what we imagine other, what we hope other people or what we fear other people, and really, this is now, you know, what other people? How much do we need that? And flying uh, um, from high luxurious sleep place or other quaint. Um, Formulation, but I think the essence of it is that we're just not spending a lot of time lolling around and uh, and wallowing in uh, in comforts of that nature. You're trying to cultivate a kind of a leanness and uh, what what rest is about. Again, it can be have a drugging effect. Um, so, what is uh, devoted to wakefulness? It's one of the aspects of a skillful practitioner. Now, certainly, you know, coming from busy lives, I imagine many of you, busy lives, we're actually, we've probably gone into overdrive and over overextended energy. It's quite often the case that when you come to retreat, everything just kind of sags because of got this kind of backlog of fatigue and uh, uh, bear with it you know actually meditation can be very restful and really you know it's, it's, it's things like you don't have to you know, meditation is just just about being present you don't have your eyes closed to meditate or just take the word meditation and just shake shake it around a bit what are you trying to do find some ground Get steady, simplify, uh, feel things more deeply, and so it's not necessarily about concentrating the mind or 
closing down things, you know. So you really, unless you can be wakeful, then you're not cultivating. And wakeful, you know, sometimes it means just a sense there's got to be enough presence, wakefulness. And that can be through walking, standing, eyes open, even reciting things in the mind, simple things in the mind. Um, But certainly over time, over a day or two, as you just begin to discard the traces and the this incredible ability of the the embodied mind to regenerate, to come back, to bring up its energies, uh, and then we we can benefit from that. Now we have this particular routine. Um, it's there for, I hope, as best one can for fifty people. It's never going to fit everyone, um, but uh, you know. There's a sense of let's gather together, and and there's also a time when we say we're just up to you, open time, mixing those possibilities. But actually, it's all up to you, really. You know? uh, it's all up to you. I'm not living inside your karmic experience. It's all up to you. But this is the encouragement. This is the invitation. This is the Let's see if we can come together at this time, just just work with it, experience the strength of common resolve. And uh, come through. Naturally, in life, as in meditation, as in life, there's always unpleasant feeling. Unpleasant feeling is part of life. It happens, there's got to be enough ability to just be present with that and open to that and, and find yourself being free of the of the agitation around unpleasant feeling hmm. so it's courage uh, there's love there's respect there's modesty hmm. there's simplicity there's Awareness of of uh, the effects of, or you know, the responsibility of wise consume consume consuming things with wisdom, rather than just because stuff is around. Then we become responsible, clear human beings. So this is uh, uh, some reflections on the textures of the precept practice, and though you know we take it one one time, but actually it's an ongoing uh, area to just keep checking in with. As my attitude towards my fellow practitioners is that is that endowed with respect, with care with uh, sensitivity, is that happening? When it doesn't happen, what's what's happening instead? Mm. What, what, what occurs? Mm. Mm. Can we come out of that? So I'd like to pause here for the evening.
and give you the chance to continue settling, unpacking, resting. Uh, by all means, you like to continue sitting or standing, walking. Uh, find your uh, it's time for you to do as you see fit. But we'll close the group uh, form with the salutation of the Triple Gem. <laughs>